welcome to Dads with Daughters. In this show, we spotlight dads, resources, and more to help you be the best dad you can be. Welcome back to the Dads with Daughters podcast, where we bring you guests to help you be active participants in your daughter's lives, raising them to be strong, independent women. Really excited to have you back again this week on this journey that we both are on, helping our daughters in many different ways and and on the way, trying to figure out for ourselves what it means to be a dad with a daughter. And every week, I love being able to talk with you about the journey that you're on, but also to give you some insight, give you some perspective, give you some other dads that are on the journey with you and allow you to also learn about some different resources that are out there that might help you along the way as well. This week, we got another great guest. Gary Freeman is with us, and he's the founder and executive director of Major League Dad, which is a nonprofit that addresses men having a holistic view of fatherhood. I'm really excited to have Gary with us today. He is a father of two daughters. We're going to talk about that. Gary, thanks so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me, man. It's an honor. It is my pleasure having you here. I said you are a father of two daughters, Soraya and Jordan. Really excited to be able to talk to you about this journey that you've been on with them. What I love to do to start off is really to turn the clock back in time. So I want to go back to that first moment, that first moment that you found out that you're going to be a dad with a daughter. What was going through your head? Yeah, every bit of fear that you could round up, I would say that was what was going through my body, like almost electrifying me. <laughs> so um, it was it was one thing to be, you know, just a dad in general, but, you know, a dad of a, a precious little girl and what I was going to do with that. I'm Here I am, a big guy, love football, arr, and then I have this little precious little girl just in my hands. And it was just something that I had to really think and stop and breathe and be like, it's okay. You're going to protect. You're going to be all right, Gary. But yeah, that was something that uh, was honestly a fearful moment. And it took some time to really just kind of walk through and, and, and get through that, those that initial, I would say, of fear. <laughs> so talk to me about fear, because what was it about? Was it specifically fear of having a daughter or fear specifically of just having a child? So for me, it was specifically fear of having a daughter, just because, again, I think it was just something natural of the, the inclination. If it's a little boy, you know, I get to go outside and, you know, I can already foresee throwing the, you know football with them and baseball and all that kind of stuff. And then when we found out we were having a girl, we went ahead and found out early. But when we found that out, it just really shifted my whole mindset. And I was like, whoa, well, what do I do now? <laughs> How do I actually like talk to her? How do I treat her? And that, now hindsight, looking back at it, man, it was just like, whoa, what was I so afraid of? Like, she's a human. She's, she's a wonderful young lady and all that good stuff. So yeah, that was really, really uh, interesting time for me to deal with myself, honestly, and why I had those thoughts. So what did you have to do to be able to get through that initial fear that you had? And what would you say was your biggest fear? I mean, I heard you say that you felt like you couldn't go outside and roughhouse or, or do the things that a, a boy would typically do. But I guess first and foremost, what were some of the things that you had to do to get through that? But then as your daughters have gotten older, what has been your biggest fear? Yeah. So I think just to initially get through it was to, to really calm down and understand that for me, that, hey, these young ladies that um, God has blessed us with in this family have a gift to give to the world. And that gift that they 
get to give to the world, I get a chance to facilitate by being their father of what they should look for, how they should look for relationships with other guys to look like, all that kind of stuff. So for me, it was more mindset shifting to be an example of what I would want my daughters to be able to see in the just air quotes, a good guy, how to spot a good guy. That's not just, you know, for, you know, relationship of boyfriend, girlfriend or marriage or anything, but just in general just kind of having a gauge of what a relationship looks like in a healthy way uh, with a male. So for me, that was like a driving force for me coming out of that. And then just really taking time to dig deep into that. And I think that made me what I call a mirror ministry. (laughs) I had to look at myself like what's causing me not to think that I can be the guy that they have an example of. I don't want to be a walking oxymoron for my girls and what they think of when they think of a good guy. So yeah, that was key for me trying to drive that home and what that looked like over time and what it has looked like over time. Now, your daughters have gotten older. We can't stop it. And as they have gotten older, I'm sure that you've had to define your relationship between both girls because as any parent of Multiple kids knows your kids are not the same. They're very different individuals. And a lot of times you have to do things to be able to honor who they are individually. So talk to me a little bit about both of your daughters and what has been the thing that is your favorite thing that you love to share with each of your daughters uniquely. Both of my daughters, my our oldest, she is 12. She's my little teenager. She's more of my docile thinker. And then our youngest one, who is six, she is literally all over the place at all times. So it's kind of like polar opposites in personalities. And what I've just kind of learned over time, like I really enjoy digging into both of their personalities. So like my oldest, she loves graphic novels. She's a really good artist. She loves to draw. She'll sit down and draw these immaculate, just like portraits of things that just comes up in her head. And I'm like, hey, where was that inspiration from, sweetie? And just kind of hearing where it came from. And it's like, wow, it helped me notice that she's really paying attention to just like surroundings, you know, the home life, things at school, all that kind of stuff. But we get to sit down and really have real discussions in terms of she's a thinker. She's asking me questions. She wants to know what this means. Or dad, how did you feel about this when you were in college? Because we're starting to have that conversation. So she's willing to sit down and do that. And I, I honestly, I love it just in terms of wanting to understand what's going on in that little mind of hers. As she's just growing and growing and growing and now being a middle schooler, it's really interesting just how her personality is shaping to what my prayer is, what she gets to go and do. And again, give her gifts to the world in a sense. So, and then our little one, Jordan, she is a firecracker. She is literally all over the place. She can't sit down. She doesn't know a stranger. Everybody is her friend or best friend, depending on if you have snacks or candy. So she's my little firecracker. We got to get out. We got to go run. We got to go do something, daddy. What are we going to do today, daddy? And it's like, oh, ooh, okay. She's the one that's teaching me patience in terms of daddy's tired, <laughs> but she definitely wants to just keep moving, keep going. She wants to explore everything. She loves nature, loves outdoors, loves bugs, all that kind of stuff. So for me, she teaches me patience. And I think it's in those moments of, man, she, you know, we just went to the park or we just did this, but she's so inquisitive. I don't want to stop that. 
but also being able to be responsible in how we handle her and handle just where we go, what we do, paying attention, all that. So I think the polar opposites, really cool to investigate. So I'm anxious to see the six-year-old kind of morph into her teenage, teenage years and what that just looks like based off of where her big sister is now. And I just think it's fun. <laughs> it's very interesting times. It definitely is. And will continue to get even more interesting as your oldest gets a little bit older, gets into definitely into those teen years, and then you'll get to relive it in a whole different way as your youngest gets into those teen years and the dynamic changes. Now, as you think back over the years with your daughters, and you think back to the unique experiences that you've had with each of them, what would you say has been the most memorable experiences that you've been able to share with your daughters? I would say we started this probably about, uh, I'd say about five years ago, but every Friday, we just called it Daddy Daughter Day. And every Friday we would go somewhere, do something, whether it was go to Target and look in the toy section or go to Five Below, which is one of my favorite places <laughs> just because of the pricing. But go there, hang out, get some candy or go catch a movie or and then go to dinner afterwards. And I think those moments for my oldest specifically, she would look to those times because she would literally be holding on to things all week that she just wanted to talk about. And she felt like she could get it out then to dad. And she told me that. And I was like, whoa, like that was that's pretty cool. You know, that she's like, all right, let me tell you. And then, boom, I'm getting the fire hose of the week. Whether it's school, whether it's friends, whether it's, you know, things she's thinking about. And it's like, man, this is amazing. So the moment that the one daddy daughter day where she actually said that and was like, hey, I love this because I get to like literally like unload questions and things because I actually kind of think, you know, your dad's I think that's kind of smart. And I'm like, man, I, I, that's pretty cool because I don't think that way <laughs> a lot of times when I'm trying to make decisions on things. But um, I think that's really cool from the oldest and then just the, the youngest, she's, she's really like, yes, like we're going to go to the, to the trampoline park and this is going to be just dad's time because he's going to be able to throw me really high or something. So just that moment of understanding what it meant to them and how they look forward to that time together. It was really like a moment, like an aha moment. Because that one Friday when my oldest said that, and then it made me realize about the youngest, how she's just gravitating to this time with dad and with big sis. So that moment is something that's really genuine to me because I wanted my daughter to be able to talk to her dad. So she feels like she can and she actually voiced it. So that was a really cool moment for me. It sounds like a really cool moment and definitely ones that we want in our lives with our girls because we want to be there and we should be there. We should be engaged. We should be doing whatever we can to build those strong relationships because, I mean, even the research shows that the more engaged that a father is, the stronger that the child is going to be, whether it's a, a daughter or a, fa or a son, it is so important. Now, one of the things I want to talk to you about today is Major League Dad, and I wanted to have you talk to me more about this. I guess, first and foremost, tell me the history and what made you decide to jump into starting a nonprofit 
to helping men to have that holistic view of fatherhood? Yeah, so it really kind of spurs from my own personal fatherhood story, which it wasn't the best in the start. My dad, we didn't have the best relationship growing up, and there was a lot of wounds and things that kind of came out of just being in the home and really specifically from my father. But before my dad passed, he's been deceased for about seven years now. But the beautiful part of it is about two years before he passed, we were able to sit down and, and really just have like this redemption moment almost of like, hey, why did you say these things to me? Like this hurt, like what was going on? And it really made me think about, because uh, all of his answers I weren't happy with, to be honest, but I understood more of his own story that there was a lot of things that he didn't deal with. Um, and to be honest, some things I was just a casualty because there was a lot of things that were just going on in his own past that, that he didn't deal with. It made me really just think over time, even thinking through working with fathers, working with young men and mental health and things of that nature. It kind of led to this point of where Major League Dad is of this holistic view of fatherhood. And I think that a lot of us don't really understand our own story with our fathers. And it's like, we think we do, but then at some point, even if you had a great relationship with your father or if you had a rough relationship with your father, I think just really thinking through the story of your own father's plight at the work of being a father and how that affects me now as being a father. And I think that's an important thing. So a lot of the, the things we do through Major League Dad is to support and give confidence to fathers, whether it's, you know, just doing toiletry drives or diaper drives and things like that for, for certain people, but also offering sessions and classes and things of just like, man, do you really believe that you're good enough? Do you really understand that you have gifts and talents and things to be able to go and do great things and be a great father? So I really harp on that from a relational standpoint and building a relationship with guys. And I always joke around and say that people always say that guys, we don't really talk, right? We don't say too much. We kind of internalize everything. But if you get us talking about the right thing, <laughs> a lot of us, you can't get us to shut up. So it's one of those things where just taking time and digging in to each one of our stories and being there. Just building relationships and being able to do that is kind of the genesis of Major League Dad and wanting to be the best that we can be. Last part about that is even the name. I'm a baseball fanatic. I play football, but I love baseball. So baseball is my first love. Shout out to my Braves. They just uh, clinched it. <laughs> but even when I think through just that, just you know, you can start in single A, go to double A, triple A, but you always want to get to the show to the MLB and you want to be at the highest of your, of, of your profession. So just Major League Dad is, I mean, not to be too corny, but that's something where it's like there's there's a process and you got to work through the process to get to where you want to be as a, as a father. So yeah, so that's kind of the elements of the genesis and what we're doing with Major League Dad at this point. Talk to me a little bit now about where Major League Dad is today and what you're doing to be able to actually engage fathers in these conversations, either with other dads or internally within themselves to help them in this way? We put together events and things like Let's Talk Fatherhood, barbershop talks, or I kind of feel like a part of it is the speaking aspect of things. And I get I get a chance to like go and have an upcoming event at a uh, local college here, North Carolina Central University, to talk about fatherhood with a large group of young men that are going through a, a program there. But that's where it's kind of getting into this, you know, this holistic view of fatherhood. So whether it's an event like that, but we offer 
hey, this can go deeper in terms of services where if you feel like you need to talk more one-on-one, we offer that out of those things. And a lot of relationships are built out of that. And sometimes I'll speak just because with my background in ministry, speak at different church events, youth events, or men's gatherings. I just did that for a local church here. And it's amazing just some of the personal stories that just come out of like, hey, you know, that shoot me an email like, hey, can we sit down and talk? Can we have coffee? I, I never really thought about this. And this is like older men. And I think that's that's really cool. But also being able to have like an event aspect of being able to get services out. We support a homeless men's shelter, which is really interesting because I've heard some crazy stories that is fathers that are homeless that actually separate from their children and families where their girlfriend or wife or whatever could be staying at a shelter, but they can't stay together. So they're dealing with that. There could be some depression from that. So even the way that even happened is crazy. So yeah, so supporting just specific places like that where we can have an effect with men and fathers and the the city or the the county, um, like child support cord and being able to be available to do classes, to do sessions, to just kind of give skills and tools for fathers to go and just know, hey, for one, have a confidence in that they can be a great father, but to build relationships throughout the area and doing it in a way that helps families and communities. Um, as a whole. So yeah, that's kind of where we're sitting right now. We're, we're working through trying to do that work. So as you look at the future and you look at the the men that you're engaging with, the men that you're you're finding in this work that you're doing, what is the future for Major League Dad? I think the future is, for one, really creating a presence locally and nationally, if that's the, the way that it goes, but to really grab your own story. I think that when we kind of throw around fatherless statistics. And I think we should always know that statistics are actual people. So statistics should lead us to people. So if we're actually serving people and trying to figure out people, that could be a messy job, but we have to do it. And especially dealing with fathers and and just family situations and previous family situations or whatever the case may be. I'm really, really big on, man, you have to understand your own story and how if there's blind spots, that are there, man, let's, let's figure it out. Let's, let's be able to dig deep and be able to figure out those blind spots and be able to move forward and be the father that we all want to be. So yeah, man, I'm really big on let's understand our story and let's move out of that healthy place of understanding our story, being able to comprehend it and being able to live accordingly in that regard. So I guess one of the things that comes to mind is I guess in thinking about what you're trying to do, I wonder about the barriers and the roadblocks that you're seeing that men are struggling with, because I'm sure that there are many stories and many men that you've run into, but maybe there's some commonalities, some things that you're seeing in the men that you're working with that could help others to be able to be more engaged and be that more connected dad that you're trying to get to? I would say the common theme that I see a lot is just self-worth and just believing. So it's kind of like, you know, I could give you all the skills and tools in the world, but if you don't believe that you can actually apply any of these things and be and go and do these things, then I'm literally just, you know, giving you these tools and they'll never get you know, used just literally from not believing in, you know, how to use them. So that's probably the common thing that I see is just the way I like to, I guess, just kind of package the thought without just kind of verbal vomiting. (laughs) It's just self-worth. Like, man, I could, you can really do this. I can do this. 
I have dealt with that a lot in my own life. And I feel like that's something that is a part of fighting through that and still fighting through that. It's like, hey, we're in this. It's possible. You can achieve certain things. You can achieve certain goals that you might want to have in relationships, building in the relationship with your children. And I really see that in terms of just with me and my girls, to be honest, to be a little transparent. It's like, man, can I really be the example that I want to be for them? And I feel like my wife could attest <laughs> to a lot of my blunders and mistakes. But I think just really trusting the process and trusting that, hey, you know what? We can do this. I can do this. And having somebody in your corner that's like echoing that instead of echoing negative things. So, yeah, man, I just I, I really believe that self-worth is the key to all of this, because if you don't believe it, I can talk, you know, till I'm blue in the face kind of thing. But, hey. If you don't believe it, it's really hard to, to process and to move forward. So, yeah, self-worth is huge. Well, Gary, I just want to say thank you for doing everything that you're doing, for engaging with fathers in so many different ways and pushing fathers to delve a little bit deeper under the surface and be able to engage with other dads in many different ways, too. If people want to find out more about what you're doing with Major League Dad, engage with you, engage with other men in that way, what's the best way for them to find out more? Yeah, so um, the easiest way is just to head over to our website, which is MajorLeagueDad.org. There's a contact tab, and then those emails, they actually come straight to me. So that's the easiest way to be able to get to me. And that way, you can just kind of see, check out the website. And if you have any questions about certain things, I'm updating the events page, but at the same time, that's usually a constant thing. But yeah, if you have any questions about anything in that regard, that's probably the easiest way to just go ahead and get it. shoot me an email and then we can go from there. Well, Gary, as I said, thank you so much for everything that you're doing and I wish you all the best. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. The Fatherhood Insider is the essential resource for any dad that wants to be the best dad that he can be. We know that no child comes with an instruction manual and most dads are figuring it out as they go along. And the Fatherhood Insider is full of resources and information that will up your game on fatherhood. Through our extensive course library, interactive forum, step-by-step -step roadmaps, and more, you will engage and learn with experts, but more importantly, dads like you. So check it out at fatheringtogether.org. If you are a father of a daughter and have not yet joined the Dads with Daughters Facebook community, there's a link in the notes today. Dads with Daughters is a program of Fathering Together. Find out more at fatheringtogether.org. We look forward to having you back for another great guest next week, all geared to helping you raise strong, empowered daughters and be the best dad that you can be. We're all in the same boat And it's full of tiny screaming passengers We spend the time we give the lessons, we make the meals, we buy them presents, bring your A-game, cause those kids are growing fast, the time goes by just like a dynamite blast, calling astronauts and firemen, carpenters and muscle men, get out and be the world to best dad you can be Be the best dad you can be